Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. And welcome, Dr. Dyer. Thank you, Diane. How are you? I'm good. And you're going to be doing a little bit of a, a different show today than you normally do. You're going to share uh, share something with us, and then we're going to open up the phones to call right. us. Well, yeah, we'll open up the phones in just a few moments. I uh, uh, some, many people who listen uh, to my uh, to my my tapes and have heard me on the radio and have seen me in person uh, have heard me talk about a little girl um, that I uh, met at the hospital in Toronto. Uh, her name was Allison De Silva. She was. Uh, I was speaking up there, oh, two or three years ago, and uh, a lady came up to me. Her name was uh, Rolina uh, De Silva, and she just was in tears and asked me if I would please come to her uh, uh, to see her daughter, who was in the hospital, who had a disease. Uh, it was a very rare, an unusual disease that uh, was characterized by a breakdown of the lymphatic system. Uh, and her intestines had been perforated, and she was unable to process proteins and fast uh, and fats. And so her uh, she, she was uh, just slowly dying inside. And she was a teenager; she was about 14 or 15 years old when this uh, when this came out. And uh, I went over to the hospital that, uh, and I and I spoke with her, and I went again on several occasions with my friend uh, Ellen Goldhar up in Toronto, and. Um, one day I was able to uh, to reach Allison. Uh, she was very sad. She uh, would, her eyes would just always look away. She had been uh, hadn't eaten any solid food for uh, for a couple of years. She drank out of a straw and uh, or or was fed intravenously. And uh, I noticed that on her hand um, when I wrote about her, by the way, in my new book, uh, Inspiration. Many of you have seen it. It's on page nine. I can tell the story. And uh, she. Uh, <clears throat> was just sitting there and I wasn't reaching her but she just sort of had this sad sort of vacant look and uh, and I noticed that there was a scab forming on the top of her hand and um, that uh, I, I suddenly something hit me and I said to her I said Allison honey I said uh, I was holding her hand and uh, I have a picture of her right I'm looking at it right now up here on my wall and uh, she um, I said to her I said uh, Allison I said that scab that's forming there that means that uh, there's some healing taking place in your body, that, and, and that means that the source, whatever that source might be, whether you call it God or, or spirit or well-being, uh, whatever it might be, is, uh, is, is working within you. I said, imagine if you could direct that same source to, uh, to your intestines and to your digestive system and, uh, and, and really work at it and, and, and see that uh, that healing was possible not only um, on your hand, uh, where this uh, scar tissue was developing, but... Uh, also within yourself, and she smiled for the first time that I had seen her in a long, long time. And, uh, and I began to visit her on a regular basis, and uh, she gave me a little pin, a little angel pin, to thank me uh, for uh, uh, all the visits that I had paid to her and the gifts that I had given her and some of the money that I had uh, given to the family to help them and so on. And uh, I wore that pin on my PBS specials. It's got a little angel on it. And She uh, finally was able to come out of the hospital and uh, she even went back to the hospital and started raising money for them. Uh, she was able to finish her high school uh, and also to go to her prom, uh, but she was very, very weak, and she couldn't stay. When I spoke up in Toronto a couple of years ago, I had her at my talk, and she got up and spoke to the whole audience and got a standing ovation, this brave little soul who had uh, been so sick for so long. 
We really thought that she was on her way and that she was healing, but uh, I got a call from her uh, from uh, her mom this morning, and she passed away. Oh no! And um, it's uh, I just wanted to do a a tribute to her on this radio show that is being heard all over the world, and uh, ask everyone who is listening if they would just uh, just say a silent prayer for little Allison De Silva, who uh, who almost all of her. Uh, teenage life was spent in a hospital or um, in trying to uh, to help others who were in this uh, place where so many sick children live. And I know that many, many people around the world uh, experience these kinds of things. And I, I feel like I, uh, I feel like I lost one of my children this morning. And uh, I just wanted to pay tribute to this beautiful little soul and to her mom, uh, Rolina, and to uh, her family. Uh, all of whom have been uh, so brave and so uh, so kind and so uh, so spiritual and, uh, and loving through all of this. And, uh, I just wanted to say a prayer and maybe a universal worldwide prayer for her soul that left early this morning. And that's really what I wanted to say today. I just wanted to make this a, a tribute show to uh, a really brave little girl and a brave family who have been through so much, to her mom and her dad and her sister, and to Ellen and all of the people who have uh, spent so much time with, working with Allison, uh, we just want the world to say we love you and we care about you and we know that your suffering is over and that you're in the arms of uh, of the great source that we all return to at one time. And that's what I wanted to say. To wow, to that's today. that's just so um, so unbelievable. I remember reading that story in the book and, and inspiration, and, and she really was an inspiration, just what she was able to accomplish. And she was, so uh, she was, time. Yes, and she was such a tiny little thing and, and had suffered so much and, and, and complained hardly ever about anything. I mean, she spent the last, you know, the last four years of her life not even being able to eat solid food, just, uh, you know, not even eat a, a bite of pizza. But she did get to her prom and she was, uh, she was such a loving, loving little child and I, I just loved her so much. I still do. And you hear about something like that and it just, uh, you know, makes you look at your own life and say, well, what, you know, what do I have to complain about? Yeah, I was, I've been thinking about some of the things that have been going on in my life, some of the struggles, some of the uh, difficulties that have been cropping up lately. But um, I think losing your, lo- losing one of your children is one of the uh, the tougher things. But you know what? When you have faith, when you have an, a total, complete knowing that, um, as it says in the Tao, that the, the way of Tao is a return trip. We all return to the source from which we came. And when we do, we drop all of this conflict and all of these struggles and all of these illnesses and all of this poverty and all of the AIDS and all of the struggles and so on that uh, that are so much a part of the world of the 10,000 things. So uh, it's a good day in many, many ways as well. Well, it's really such a lesson that, that we can take from her life. Yes, I, I think it is. The most amazing thing was that as sick as she was, she went back to that hospital because she loved all of the doctors and all of the nurses. It's called the Hospital for Sick Children. And she went she went on the radio and won a radio show and started raising money for the hospital to uh, have the um, the uh, walls painted and to uh, you know to improve the facilities and so on. Uh, this is the kind of little person that she was, and she had such a big heart. She had a heart as big as the ocean. And when something like that happens, I'm sure you would question yourself. You know why why is this happening and you know, a lot of people that are experiencing tragedy in, in their own lives. What uh, what would you say to them about that? To explain something like that that really has no explanation. 
I would say that death itself is not a, is not a punishment. That it's uh, you know that the moment of our conception, the very moment of our conception, um, our uh, our birth is in there, and uh, and our height and our weight and uh, the color of our skin and our you know and, and our hair color and 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 where when it's going to fall out and our toenails and every single thing about us is is in there, including our own death, and it's all perfect and it's all divine and that. Uh, you know that it's something to be celebrated. It's just there's just a sadness for me about missing this little girl, which is what everyone says, and about her uh, and about her family and how uh, how they're mourning right now the, the loss of such a beautiful little child. But in the end, in the in, when you can stand back and really look at it all, it's all divinely perfect. Everything everything that shows up into this world that, that composes also decomposes everything and that's for each and every one of us we all face the same uh the, the same journey and the same ending and you can tell just hearing in your voice how much this little girl touched you yeah she did yeah she did well we have just about a minute before the break we've got some people um you know waiting you got to speak to waiting you today for oh yeah, yeah we've always got people waiting to talk to you yeah. dr dyer um, did you want to uh, maybe take one real quick before we go to the break? Yeah, we can open up with a with a with a question, and then we'll come, we'll hold and put them on hold if they, someone would like to. Sure. Okay. Um, let's see if uh, we can go to Heather. She's waiting on line seven in South Carolina. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the show. You're on with Dr. Dyer. Hi, Dr. Dyer. How are you? Hi. I'm kind of funny. I think I I manifested uh, talking to you, so. Well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I almost feel bad asking this question. Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, it's <laughs> all perfect. And Allison control. would want, uh, you know, she would want us to go on with this, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, tell me again now. You were talking about your business? Okay. So I've got this business. I've been in my field for about 10 years. And it doesn't seem, it, it's weird because I'll manifest just enough to get by. Just, uh-huh. for example, I wrote a check to myself for $2,000, and within four days, I got that just enough to cover my bills. But it just, uh-huh. it just, I, I feel, I just feel kind of stuck. Like I, like I know I have this incredible talent to share with so many people in the world, and I know, like I can see myself in the future, but it's hard for me to, to, to put myself in the now to, to make it all happen. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. What is the business you're in? Um, it, I specialize in health and fitness for women over thirty. Uh huh. And and what is it that you are are feeling you would like like to be? It's like you you think you're coming to the end of this business? Oh no! I mean, this is my passion. This oh, is it my, is your passion. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, this is what I love to do. I was born to do this. Uh-huh. Um, I just, you know, I, I just I feel sometimes I just feel stuck, like. I, I, like like I said, just kind of getting by, and I try to, you know, just put it as an open question. You know, I don't like the feeling of just getting by to pay my bills. So yeah. I, I just. You know what? I think that's something that you should uh, you should really look at reversing. I'm, you know, you probably have heard I'm I'm writing a book about the Tao. It's called Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Uh, living yes. the wisdom of the Tao. I don't know if you've ever read the Tao, but uh, no. I have. I have done nothing but read the Tao for the last year, and I've written 81 essays on it. I'm working on them every day. And one of the great lessons from uh, from Lao Tzu back 2,500 years ago is uh, is to have an awareness that you can't um, 
you, you, you can't push the river. You can't make something happen that isn't destined to happen and that, that the people who are the happiest and the most fulfilled in their lives are the ones who are not looking for more, who are not looking to try to get any more, but instead are saying, whatever it is that's coming into my life, I'm in a complete and total state of gratitude for it. And by staying in that state and not telling yourself that you need to have something else, um, and that you're being provided for and all of that is, is to be in that, like that simple sort of patient, sort of humble kind of, uh, place where you're, you're in a, in a state of appreciation and awe and bewilderment at all of it. Rather, and, and then as, as you get yourself into that kind of a state, the, um, the, the idea of anything being missing or the idea of anything being lacking, um, is, is not even a possibility. I know that sounds like real high, uh, you know, that, 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 that may not sound like real practical kind of thing, but, uh, when you start really looking at, um, at, at how fortunate you are to have anything showing up in your life, when you consider all the possibilities of, uh, of what's going on all around the planet, I mean, you're at, you know, if you were to look at yourself and the other eight billion people here on this planet, you are in the top one percent. You know, just just by the fact that you have enough, you know, you have running water and you have a refrigerator and you have, uh, you know, enough food to eat and uh, you know all of those kinds of things. When you consider almost everybody else, we're in the top one percent over here, uh, and yet we think that we, have, you know, we think that there's lacks or that we don't have enough and. Uh, and as we get to a place where we're satisfied, like really satisfied and, and able to say, you know, Hafiz, the great the Persian poet, said, if you only say one prayer every day, make it just thank you. You know, just be in a state of thank you. And then what happens, it seems to me, for me, this I, I, I can again only speak from my own heart. What seems to happen for me when I get into that place, um, the things that I uh, wasn't able to manifest and attract before just start showing up. And then by by taking whatever it is that does show up and just like giving it away, like sharing it, just like not not being attached to it, not hanging on to it, like flowing with it rather than than grasping for it. Uh, the less grasping, the less holding on to, the less attachment, the more it just seems to it just seems to flow and flow and flow until uh, until you no longer process anything in your life or in your world from a perspective of lack or missing and you begin to say it's all perfect it's all perfect and i can't i can't make it happen at any other speed or in in, in any other way does that make sense to you or am i just too way off <laughs> no that makes sense so just trying to really detach myself from the outcome and staying in that state of, of gratitude yeah it's uh you know it's like so we um and almost it's, what what what's hard to get from this Heather is that by by being in that state of gratitude uh you create you create more of what it is that is showing up and by being in that state of noticing that there's not enough or it's not quite sufficient or whatever it um it it it, it comes out as a uh, you you start attracting more of what you're thinking about you know, and your attention is still on what's missing and what's not there. And when your attention on, is on what's missing and not there, when your energy level is on what's missing and not there, or it's not quite enough, you attract more of it's not quite enough. You just keep attracting more of that instead of it's like it's totally, completely sufficient. I love Byron Katie's comment. I've said it before on the show, where she said, to believe that you need what you don't have is insanity. You know, <laughs> to really believe that you need more of what you don't have, 
um, because you've already proven that you don't need it because you don't have it and you're and you're making it you know and to, to believe anything else is uh, is to not be connected to that that the, the ultimate source that will provide everything that's what comes to me when when you ask me that question my dear oh, it, it it makes it does make sense well, yeah. thanks for calling, what, what, Heather. What, one more second, though. What, oh, sure. If, if you could have uh, uh, more of what it is that you feel is missing, what would that what would that be? Would it be money, or would it be money? It would be money. Definitely. Yeah. So see yourself as 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 connected to all of the money that that is that you possibly could need right here, right now, right here in this moment. Be totally, completely patient and accepting of all the money that's flowed into your life, and that will make more of it flow. Okay. Thank you so much. God I bless love you, you so much. Yeah, take care. Thank you. And thanks for calling, Heather. And moving to Wayne, who's calling from San Francisco on line six. And Wayne, you're on the air with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Wayne. How you doing? I'm doing I talked great. to you about three months ago. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to you about my uh, this girl I'm in love with, okay? And uh, you said if I find my bliss, she won't be able to resist me. Right. And then the, the show ended, and I kind of was like, wow, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's the steps to that, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, I do the job of meditation every day. Mm-hmm. And I figure that's probably how I'm going to find my bliss. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could elaborate on that. Yeah. Um, the job of meditation is, you know, which we should say for the people on the, you know, that are listening who don't know what that is, is, uh, is explained in a meditation called Meditations for Manifesting. It was taught uh, a long, long time ago, 2,300 years ago, by a teacher in India named Patanjali. And it's the repetition of the sound of the name of God uh, as, a, as an inner mantra. Um, when you are in that state of, um, of doing the, the Japa meditation, do you feel the bliss? No, I don't, because my health is not so good, so I feel pain, actually. And and what is what is what is it's your... like blocked energy that's uh-huh. like it's like stuck in my stomach uh-huh. and it goes down my legs and uh, and the meditation is really helping though it's starting to move my energy mm. and I'm feeling less and less uh, painful in my in my. Bed. What is the? Uh, do you have a disease of some kind? Or... No, it's just from stress. Mm-hmm. Okay, years yeah. of tension. Yeah, that manifested in a permanent kind of state. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I have a Chinese herbalist who says. The energy is blocked down there, and it has to move back up my spine. It's going to take a while. Yeah, or um, you you might want to think that uh, you have the, the the capacity to move this uh, to move this energy and to clear all of the channels within yourself uh, virtually instantaneously. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no reason for you to to believe anything otherwise. And then for and then I you know I. I Wayne, I, I would more than anything else, I would try to. I would say to you what I just said to Heather. I would yeah. get myself into a state of uh, of of like unparalleled appreciation, almost like radical appreciation. Yeah, yeah. You know, for for everything. You know, try to go for a walk and and not be attached to anything, and just and 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 don't even know where your next step is going to be, be. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like let your let your feet go where they want to go. Let everything just take its its course. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.